Hi friends, welcome to this week's episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You. I'm your host, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing, and today is an Ask Barbara Anything. You guys seem to really like these episodes. I love to do them. I think they're so fun. I love hearing your challenges and trying to help you find solutions. So these are brand new challenges. What's really interesting is the pattern that I'm seeing is a lot of the challenges that get submitted, they're very similar. So if anything, it should be comforting to know that you're not alone. What we do in property management is just not easy. What you guys do on a daily basis is really incredible work. So when we talk about these challenges, just remember that it is a lot that you're juggling and it's a lot to know about. You have to know a little about everything. So consider this kind of a deep dive into seeing what everyone else is um, struggling with. And you may at one time be struggling with those things yourself. So I have a handful of questions that have been submitted through our uh, trysproutfree.com. When you sign up for a free monthly marketing magazine, there's an intake form and you can submit your challenge and your challenge might be featured on an Ask Barbara Anything episode. So today we're going to talk about everything from senior communities to outreach marketing to team morale to social media and let's see what else, uh, residents joining events. So a lot of similar challenges, but what I'm going to try to do is offer one concrete idea for everyone so we can get through more of them. All right. Let's get started. <laughs> okay, so Belle, her question says, I'm brand new to marketing a senior community. Anything will help. So Belle, I've had the opportunity to help do lease-ups for senior communities and rebrands. And a few things is to really know who your audience is. That is going to take doing some research and seeing who is currently living at your community or who are you appealing to. Many times with seniors, there's different stages of, you know, their phase in life and understanding what phase that they're in is going to really dictate is the message strictly from for them? Are they the ones making this decision themselves? Like maybe they just are selling a house and downsizing and looking to be part of a community. That message is going to be different than if maybe they're a little bit in the further stages and uh, you might be talking to the children of those seniors. So really getting clear on that and emphasizing what are the experiences that they're going to have. Um, to me, some of the best marketing for senior communities is going to be your team and the events that you do, making sure that the language appeals to them, that we're not getting so um, out there with trends that we're no longer relatable or, or appealing, but also that we're not putting them in a stereotype where they're missing out on things that they're interested in. And we're just thinking, oh, that's something they might not be interested in. So I think having a really nice community calendar that showcases what the lifestyle is like, showing a lot of pictures on your social media platforms, on your websites, making the print easy to digest, easy to read, everything from the size of the font to the language that you're using, keeping things really just... Um, clear and giving easy actionables. So also it, one thing I have found is that seniors typically like to deal with an individual at a community. And so talking through how that there's someone there to help walk them through the process, they may not want to do a lot of this virtual stuff. They might want to do everything in person. So making that be a part of your marketing campaign can be huge. So highlight the lifestyle, know who you're talking to, Make it clear that there is a human connection there. Be willing to do business the way that they want to do business. And again, visuals are going to help really sell that lifestyle. So I hope that helps. 
Okay, Kimberly asks, I need ideas to, I need to generate ideas and programs for outreach marketing. I'm feeling really stumped. Okay, Kimberly, to keep it kind of succinct, I think it depends what level of marketing you're trying to do. I love marketing, outreach marketing that becomes a part of my team's regular routine, meaning it happens at the same time every single week, no matter what the week is. When things become too fluid, we tend to get away from outreach marketing. Let's say our leasing is great. All of a sudden, we're like, outreach kind of goes out the window. But outreach doesn't always yield immediate results. So the key is in the consistency. So if it's a Tuesday and you have somebody go straight outreach marketing before they get to the office or come to the office to check in and then head out, but it happens every Tuesday. Or if it's a group effort, everybody, you know, you have a different person doing five different businesses on three different days of the week, and there's an outreach calendar with accountability. Um, I would say, get really clear. Where do you want them to go? If you're more focused on, let's say, quality leads, that might take a little bit more research. You might be wanting to get into a specific HR department and that might take looking in at LinkedIn and finding the right person that you even need to talk to. Then maybe courting them through sending them something in the mail, something fun in the mail, unexpected. It could be something like a tips treat or an edible arrangement or a send a ball, like something that's gonna stand out to get your foot in the door and then to try to set up an in-person meeting to talk about a potential partnership. If it's more about the quantity, you just kind of want to spread the message about your community, maybe you're in a hard to find location, then it might just be about our goal is to hit 25 to 50 businesses every single week. You keep a log, everyone writes their notes, you take turns. So just getting really clear on that. But the key, again, is in the consistency. So for those quality leads, you might only be focusing on a handful every single month. You might be sending lunch to them or a goodie basket for the quantity leads, that might be something that you're hitting every single week or at a certain time every single month. And a lot of places that are great are like schools, uh, medical offices, you know, small mom and pop places, just getting really clear on, you have to think about businesses that gonna are going to attract your ideal customer. And I have a great outreach program. If you go to watchyourbusinesssprout.com, you can check out in the shop. There's a great in-depth how-to outreach and um, we sell that program. If you're a member, you get access to it for free. So that one is more of a deep dive, what to say, what to wear, when to go, all that good stuff. So those are just some ideas. Okay, Kathy, building team morale has been more difficult with changes in our team members and the industry and many working from home. Kathy, I can totally understand that. It feels like people are all over the place. So I think having regular stand-up meetings where everyone can check in and maybe keeping them a little bit less formal, but them being again, consistent. So it might just be, Hey, let's do a coffee and chat. And the first thing might be like, Hey, what did everybody do this weekend? Or in my health coaching class, we start our session by asking what was one thing that brought you joy this week or one time this week where you felt really proud of yourself and everyone goes around. It's super brief. Like you're not supposed to take the floor too long, but it kind of lets you connect with what everybody is going through. What is a challenge you face that you overcame this week or you're working to overcome? Um, I think that is a good way to build team morale. I think when people can connect with each other, it's going to be a really great thing. And some of these face-to-face are great. Something that a few members on my team have done is they've scheduled virtual lunches with each other. So that way they can connect face-to-face. They do video, have lunch. Uh, Our graphic designers do a doodle and coffee session where they doodle and they talk about art and they just kind of get inspired. So I think that can be a really cool way to build morale. 
if you do have the opportunity to do an in-person meetup, that can build morale. But when you're also asking people to do that after hours, that can just kind of wear away at morale. So it might be worth it for you to say, we're doing a team lunch. Um, Everybody, you know, come, you know, we're taking care of lunch today, or we're going to be doing, um, you know, some sort of a meetup and it's going to be during work hours. And sometimes just that kind of decompression time to see people out of your environment, getting out of the house if you're working from home can be really huge. Okay. Thanks for that question, Kathy. Um, Debbie says some people are doing great with social media. Others are not keeping in front of them. What do I do? It seems like social media continues to be a challenge. And uh, if I had like a quarter for every social media challenge response that I get, I mean, it's just everyone struggles with it in a different capacity. I have people put in, I'm not a social media person and I'm in charge of social media. For Debbie, I think again, having team initiatives, when you make things easy for people on what to post, that really helps. Um, we have a social posting plan that makes it super easy for people to post. But the reason that it's successful is because we keep the themes consistent. We have categories. So whether you're going to become a member and use our program or you're going to create your own, letting people know these are the categories to post about. Testimonials, showing new specials, an amenity feature, something in the neighborhood, introducing a team member, um, highlighting something cool that's going on in the neighborhood or in the community, you know, things like that. When people sometimes they just need a bucket of ideas to draw from, because one of the biggest questions I get is I just run out of ideas. I don't know what to talk about. So those categories, they're huge and um, it makes it super simple. If you're doing this for a management company, you could also have themes and say, hey, the month of October, this is our theme. And everybody on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, post something related back to the theme or Mondays, we're going to do something motivational Tuesdays. You're going to post something about an amenity Wednesdays. You're going to post a a picture of an event or a past event. Thursdays, we're going to do testimonials Fridays. We're going to do something in the neighborhood Saturdays. We're going to introduce a team member and Sundays is just going to be something fun. Those are just kind of off the top of my head. The point is the easier you make it off of your team, that they're not having to come up from something from scratch, the more likely that they're going to buy in. I would also potentially have a place that people can post ideas, talk to each other, whether it is like a Slack channel, a WhatsApp chat, whatever you guys do, some sort of Google circle, something like that. It helps to be able to reach out when you're feeling stuck. And then if it is really a time thing, find those potential partnerships with different vendors. There's many other companies that provide social platforms We do that also. And so if you're interested, you can check that out at Watch Your Business Sprout. Just check on the social icon. And at Try Sprout Free, you get five free captions to just kind of get those creative juices flowing. It might be the springboard that you need. Okay. Claudia. No, I'm sorry. This is Erica. My new employee headcount outweighs my tenured employees at the moment. Team building and training is very important right now. So when I read this, I was like, okay, total opportunity for partnerships. This is something that we've embraced in our company. So whether it is at the same community or its sister communities is almost partnering a tenured employee with a brand new employee. And it is their partnership, their mentorship. It's who they can go to when they have questions. That has been super helpful in building morale because it gives ownership to the mentors and the mentees don't feel like they're kind of like floating out in limbo. So you could potentially do that um, and just, you know, that would be a really great way for people to get to know each other. 
you don't have to do it where they're each doing the same role. It helps if it's possible, but it could be random. You know, you could have a couple of people paired up with each other that, you know, generally know the working load so that they can answer questions. Um, again, I do believe that weekly meetings are important and just keep them brief with a theme. I would have new employees submit questions one week and I would fan those out to current employees. And then on the meeting, I'd say, okay, guys, so we got three questions in from some of our newer team members. We're going to let our tenured team members kind of answer how they would deal with some of these situations. In addition to that, I would transcribe that after. So there's a great service, rev.com. You can upload and it'll do an automated uh, transcription of a video or audio. And I would start saving those to a Google Doc, an FAQ Google Doc, where you encourage new employees, go to that Google Doc first before you ask a question. If you can't find it there, then ask your partner or you know whoever it is that's that's the answer that day. So that's, again, I look at it as an opportunity to really make a strong bond between some of these team members. Okay, Claudia, I cannot get residents to join events. You know, Claudia, I think this is a, a universal struggle just post COVID, we had it before, but I think people are just more leery. I would just be okay to have a little bit more grab and go stuff where they feel connected. I would try to make it where our team is connecting to residents, maybe in smaller groups, um, and just make an impact on the few people that are coming in. And as you're doing that, you know, social proof is a really big deal. So taking pictures of events, you have a longtime resident. Let's take a selfie together. Do you mind if I post this? We just love having you and I want to share, you know, what a great resident you've been. Just different little things that you can kind of show other residents. You're building a culture, right? So you might have inherited a community and the culture is already there. And it might be one that, you know, nobody wants to be at a party or a resident event. And you're looking to change that. So part of it is just by being genuine and having those great interactions one resident at a time. But then you have to also show others that those connections are going. And social media can be great. Your website, updating pictures. You know, if your community isn't a big social, print out those pictures. Put them in your leasing office. Put it in your mail center. You want people to see so that they can pattern behavior, right? You're kind of wanting them to, your, your residents that are engaged, in a sense, they're modeling behavior for the residents that aren't. And so slowly you get that traction. So I think that would be my best tip is, have those meaningful meaningful interactions. If you have five people in attendant your, you know, one of your events, make it the best event for those five people. Take a lot of pictures, get a lot of great social proof, share about it regularly. When you have the next one, maybe you'll have 10. And it just kind of builds on that. And also make sure that the events that your residents like. So pull them, ask them when they come in, would you rather this or that? You know, you could even have it be a, a like an actual like chalkboard where you write down, would you rather a barbecue or a movie night? And then people can actually put like a little vote based on what they want, or you can do it on social media. Okay, Tara, not a large budget, but a large site. That can be very tricky. I was in one of those situations over 500 units and not a lot of money. And my goodness, that really stretched my creativity. I think it's, um, there's not a lot of detail here, but if you're looking to create camaraderie with residents, um, I think it's getting, you know, creative of saying, what can we do, right? So is it that we're going to do something really small, but consistently, like, let's say we're a huge pet friendly community, 
Are we going to put some money behind getting tennis balls and pet treats and every Friday having people come in? Or what can we do that's free? Can we do pictures behind a fun backdrop that the team makes out of tennis balls? And it's like a picture of them with their pet. Like it can be super simple things. You know, what skills do we have within our community? Is somebody on your team a photographer? Is somebody a musician? You know, does somebody do, you know, awesome cookies? What are the things that can be contributed internally and then kind of repurposed? You know, what are your vendor partnerships like? Do you have some contributions? Do you have some petty cash? And then really deciding how to get the biggest bang for your buck. Are there businesses in the area that would host like a, a almost like a farmer's market or a trade show kind of thing where they showcase their services, but they're giving away snacks and refreshments? Um, could, you know, a local charity come in? Could the police department come in and offer some sort of training or like a library session where you do a book reading club. So you don't have to have a lot of money. It's definitely going to be a little bit more difficult without a budget, but you can make it happen. Biggest thing is just make it an experience for your residents, treat them well, and whatever you do, make it memorable. You might also, one other thing is you might stretch things out. I remember I did this, would save my money for a quarter, then I would do an event. And so we got good attendance because we didn't do them that often. And it was like, oh, you know, this is special. And then we would do it again. Or we would save our money for a back to school drive. That was something that was super popular or, you know, different things like that. Colors and coloring books, just little things that made an impact. Grab and go stuff that wasn't super expensive. Okay, so we're going to end with Lucy. Lucy says, having not had a full staff in months, um, we need to host events that don't need all hands on deck because we are just completely stretched. Okay. So Lucy, that's kind of like what we were talking about. Um, grab and go events are great because it makes an impact. You can have one potential team member standing there handing things out. Um, I like things like breakfast at the gate because it is a dedicated amount of time. Like it's not an event that's going to stretch out for hours. You might say from seven to eight o'clock, we're doing breakfast muffins at the gate. And it's like, boom, 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 FaceTime, make a good impact on residents and they're out the door. Um, so I think that's a, a big one. Again, things like grab and go treats for pets, popsicles at the pool, things like that, that you can literally go around, pass it out make an impression, make them feel good about it. Those to me are really big, um, especially when you don't have a full staff. So you can also get very efficient, right? Know exactly, okay, who's the one that's going to do the pre-promotion? At the event, who does what? At, after the event, who's posting the pictures on social, getting the testimonials and making that be impactful? So part of stretching capacity is also just getting your team to be really good at what they do. And so that's one option, but I am a fan of the grab and go. I am a fan of things that are time restricted. And I'm also a fan of even social media things, challenges. Okay. Everybody guess how many, you know, wine corks are in this for a chance to win a $50 bottle of wine. Everybody guesses, then, you know, you've got interaction there. And then the winner, you post a picture with their bottle of wine or their gift certificate. Okay, next event, we're doing a pet friendly theme. Can you guess X and some, you know, statistic about pets or dogs or whatever. And then the winner again, or hey guys, anybody here, uh, we, we're trying to connect all our runners in our community. Who of you loves to run? Have you found any great trails nearby? Comment, you know, post in the comments below. You're trying to build that camaraderie. So even resident-led events are a big one. We talked about that in our last uh, Q&A with Barbara, where 
you might facilitate and say, hey, we'll provide the snacks. But if you want to host a book reading club, we'll, you know, set aside this community space. But a resident is leading it and, you know, they can kind of run with it or a running club or, you know, a knitting club, whatever it is, you kind of just get it going. Find a resident that's really passionate about that and then ask them to just run with it and you provide the space and the refreshments. Okay, guys, so that was it. We did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ask Barbara anything. And I had many more, but I figured this was kind of a nice mix of team training, marketing, social, and all the good stuff in between. If you'd like to submit your question, join our membership at trysproutfree.com. It's free of charge. You get access to our monthly marketing magazine and you can submit your question. You can also DM me on Instagram at Sprout Marketing or message me on LinkedIn and I'm Barbara Savona on LinkedIn. It's been fun. I always love these episodes and I'll see you guys soon. Bye.